welcome to the Summon Up Podcast. This is where we talk about movies, shows, games, and whatever the heck we want. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. I am joined by my good friend John, and I am Chris. We are your today. John, it's been a long time. How are you doing? I, I'm hanging in there. We're good. I'm happy to be back. Uh, I'm ready to do this. Yeah, took a bit of a break. I uh, had a bit of a family emergency. I know you were planning on saying this, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. People, please, please wear your masks. Uh, it doesn't always work, but it helps, and we need to do everything we can to at least help. Um, have uh, someone very near and dear to me in the hospital right now recovering from COVID, and uh, the only reason we're back is because it's starting to look very promising, um, so I feel like I can get back into somewhat of a normal life again. Um, but yes, please wear your masks. Yes, wear your masks. It's it's not always for you. It could be for a loved one. So, yeah, just or you're even a stranger because, you know, you, strangers are important, too. So just just wear masks. That's all it is. Well, we've got a lot to talk about since we've been gone for a while. So we're kind of try kind of try and hit as much as this at the wall. There's been a lot of stuff that came out in this past uh, week and a half. So we're going to try and hit that as effectively as possible, because as of recording this on Friday, yesterday was the Disney investors call. But before that was the even bigger news with Warner Brothers, HBO Max, uh, all subsidiaries of AT&T. And John, oh boy, did we get quite the announcement. This is a game changer, Chris. Uh, this has like long-term lasting consequences that I think are going to go well beyond uh, COVID time. Yes. And, and, and as I predicted, I thought the smarter move was bring it to streaming. And I know for us personally, our opinions on it, you know, as personal choices uh, is, is, is a little bit of a, a different spiel where I want it. I want to rather than go to a movie theater, I'm fine with watching it at home. It's easier access for you. There is still the theater experience, and as much as I love the theater experience, it just hasn't caught up to... It hasn't innovated. So this is what I'm going to take with it. So uh, with this move, uh, what's been said by Warner Brothers is that all theater release movies for 2021 will also coincide with a streaming release on HBO Max for free with the service. Uh, the service is not free, but when you have the service, you're going to get it. No additional charge. And this includes Wonder Woman, which comes out in 14 days, right? Yes, as of this recording. As, yes. of, as of this recording. So that's really cool. So we're getting more free stuff. And the list is as follows for theatrical releases uh, for Warner Brothers and its subsidiaries. is The Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, The Many Saints of Newark, Reminiscence, Godzilla vs. Kong, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Ooh, that was hard for me to say, In the Heights, Space Jam A New Legacy, The Suicide Squad, Dune, King Richard, The Matrix 4, Mortal Kombat, Malignant, Those Who Wish Me Dead, no, you know, I, I won't comment, Cry Macho. Yeah, so all those movies are going to be coming to the streaming service when they have their theatrical release. Uh, and there are a few other things that came along with it, like Christopher Nolan and other Warner Brothers directors were expressing their displeasure and shock over the streaming surf service move. And mostly it's because, hey, I thought we were movie movie studios, not 
streaming studios and that, that was a comment that was made uh and with this move comes losses to the studios directors and actors and the theatrical release bonuses because a lot of their contracts are tied to that sort of uh extra money so many even outside of warner brothers have criticized the move as as warner brothers recalibrates uh the profit participation for all of its films because of covid19 and the smaller theatrical releases uh, however, HBO Max appears to be making moves to immediately compete with Disney Plus, Amazon, and Netflix, uh, given how much Disney Plus has exploded. And uh, we did get reports financially about the launch in May being kind of rocky. So one could speculate that all of this is being done to kind of uh, counteract the slow launch to their streaming service that started in May 2020. So, given all of this, it, it, it's weird because, uh, for me, John, it, it's one of those things, this is a business move that I foresaw, and I think is a smart business move, but the question to you is, is, is the backlash from directors worth the business risk being taken here, and would you do it differently to compete with these other giant streaming services if you want to compete? Well, I mean, it's not like high-profile directors aren't going to streaming services. I mean, you have Apple Plus, Netflix, uh, Disney Plus even, uh, Hulu. These directors are, are flooding to places like this to get content out because there's less oversight from major studios and they can put out what they want to. Um, so, I mean, I get what Christopher Nolan is saying and that it's two very different formats, um, I think streaming is much more suited for long-form storytelling like TV shows and theatrical experiences are that. It's an experience. Um, so it, when you're creating a film, you have to have those two different endgames in mind um, because I, like Christopher Nolan's films are made to be seen on the big screen. Uh, so I can completely understand his apprehension about the whole situation. But I, I think a couple holdouts... Um, even if they're major directors, I think even just a couple holdouts like this aren't going to put a dent in the content um, that's coming out because, I mean, we have young up-and-coming directors that are looking for opportunities that studios are going to give chances to um, to get their name out and to get fresh blood mixed in. So, yes, name is important, but it's not everything. John, I understand what you're saying, but my my bigger question is the money. You know, they're like Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins, uh, while they are well-established directors, and now you're talking about the new talent that's looking at this, they probably take over here. You know, for them, they're going to lose out on the stuff that they were promised from theatrical release because they're not going to hit the goal because it's estimated on a certain projection that the movie makes, uh, movie makes at the theaters. So... Do, what are your thoughts on these directors and actors who are going to miss out on this money? You know, is this is this worth the PR nightmare for AT&T and HBO Max? I mean, a similar situation like this caused the writer strike back in 08, I think it was, um, where streaming was first kind of becoming a thing and online platforms were really expanding and there wasn't really a precedent so writers weren't getting monetarily compensated for the work that was being done because the studios were saying, well, we're just going to try it out and see how this whole streaming stuff works. Um, 
So this, I mean, we might sh see a shift in maybe the Actors Guild this time where they're not being compensated be based on uh, contracts that they had established before these movies were um, had this uh, announcement. And so I, maybe we'll see some blowback from them. Um, I mean, I think when you have you have some major actors and directors, it's in their contract that no matter what the film does, they're going to get paid X amount. So I think they're not as worried about this, but I, I, I'm at least foreseeing um, future contracts for movies that are maybe in pre-production at this point. Um, I think those contracts are going to be uh, maybe rewritten to accommodate this type of situation because, I mean, it's, it's unprecedented. So it's hard to say uh, what should and shouldn't be done. But, I mean, if... if if you sign on for a movie and you don't put in your contract X, Y, and Z, then I, it, it's just part of life. I mean, it sucks and no one saw this coming, but I, I mean, it is what it is. And I, I hope, th I mean, like they're not, it's not like they're not going to make money and they're not going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars on this. Um, so I, there's only so much empathy that I can have for situations like this. Well, are the, are the, it, hundreds of thousands of dollars yes i i do see i do agree with you that you know it, crying over like hundreds of thousands of dollars or in cases millions of dollars but you're still making like 10 million dollars from the film and you don't get that extra bonus of another five million yeah it sucks but it is what it is it's not like it's the end of the world for these a a listers you know some of them wish they had a contract like johnny depp where it's like hey i filmed one scene and now you're kicking me out give me that 10 million uh, not everyone could get that deal, but I think for me, uh, this is the right move for Warner Brothers to do. Now, maybe the way they went about it, not the best because all the directors felt blindsided, uh, by WB because they just, it obviously it was a bigger, uh, it was a bigger CEO type of meeting. All the people in the top of the leaderships doesn't sound like the studios were really in on those discussions or the directors so yeah it's gonna upset them because you don't have any commu communication top down uh and stuff like this leaks when it goes top down so they went for this announcement which uh, i don't like it but it is what it is i still think it's the smarter move it's the more pragmatic move and this is now i have to get hbo max because you know even though we are getting you know, the COVID-19 vaccine soon. It is one of those things where I look at what's on this list and I see Dune, I see the Suicide Squad, I see Space Jam. Uh, I would love to see Godzilla versus Kong, but if I have a streaming, Matrix 4, if I have a streaming service that's $15, you know, I, I don't have to buy cable. You know, I could keep, you know, I could just pay $15 a month and get everything that I need and I get HBO content with it so it, it, i i am weighing more into getting hbo max because dune is worth it and i could cancel the subscription you know if i'm gonna watch godzilla versus kong and you know i spend the 15 dollars to watch it at home for the one month subscription i get a bunch of content and i can cancel it until the next movie i want to see comes out so for me th this makes sense and probably for a lot of people this can be like on demand for one month and I don't think people really look at that type of model who are trying to pinch pennies. And then some people don't pinch pennies and they're just going to 
keep the service and not even think about it like most people do with their bills. So Yeah. And and Warner yeah. Brothers is counting on people like that 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 get the subscription and pay for the first month that they actually wanted and then just forget or maybe they squeeze another month or two out of them before they they cancel. Um, but Warner Brothers and Disney have both kind of shied away from the model or the precedent where you could have a, a that free month uh, trial period and then um, cancel it after that point. Where now that we're having these premium uh, this premium content come out on these services, they've completely done away with their free trials because I mean like this is something that I I remember talking to you about um, that concern with with people using their free trial for wonder woman and then when another movie comes out in the spring that they would they'd have to pay for that one um uh, but now they've completely done away with that to where you have to pay no matter what to watch wonder woman wonder woman and at christmas and then when your favorite shows and movies come out in the spring and, and summer you're going to have to repay for all of those um, so I, I'm thankful that they're not doing the, the Disney Plus Mulan model of paying an extra $30 or whatever it was um, for every new movie like this that comes out. Um, but I, I think we're done with seeing free trials on any kind of like premium streaming service. Yeah, and you, you, people know you get what you get. And I got to be honest, um, a week ago when this announcement was made, I was like, wow, what an announcement. This is really great for AT&T and HBO this is going to move them forward I don't care what the guild or the Oscars all those directors are saying because yeah while it does suck this happens in video games all the time it's about the consumer and right now consumers should be so happy and then a, a like a few days later Disney was like oh very nice announcement you want to compete huh we've got something bigger for you and basically punched AT&T right in the right in the throat and Ugh. and it is a glorious thing and what i'm talking about is the thursday investors call for disney and wow the announcement that they had the announcements that they had and we're going i'm going to kind of go in a different order than what i got on the doc john and uh we're going to talk about pixar pixar animations disney we're talking about marvel we're going to talk about star wars there's a lot to go through here. And just to keep in mind, I couldn't get everything on this doc because there's so much content. I couldn't find the... I didn't look for the investor document. I was just going through other websites. Thank you, Screen Rant and Polygon. But it's there was still so much for me to go through. Because this all came out in like one day ago. And I don't get paid to do this. So, yeah. <laughs> this is literally, literally dozens and dozens of new shows and movies coming out. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about Pixar and Disney first. And this is the re- this is part of the recap. So, first off, Disney Plus is getting a price hike to $7.99. So, $5.99 to $7.99 is a $2 hike. Pretty big. But going through what they announced, it totally makes sense. Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to star in Encanto, which is going to be a new animated film. Uh, three Disney Plus Pixar shows are coming to are coming to uh, obviously to Disney Plus. There's actually more than that, but this is what I was getting confused by. Doug Days, which is going to focus on the dog from Up. We've got Cars is getting its own series and another series called Win or Lose, which is going to be a series about a team uh, uh like a softball team that 
like and it goes into the every episode is like a different perspective of somebody on the team and decisions made to get the outcome of winning or losing which is a very odd but rather new concept for at least disney to go into a show like that so i'm curious to see how it works out obviously that works out a lot in books um sometimes you see it in movies like christopher nolan has done it before with i think uh, one of his first movies was kind of like that so i'm curious to see how this does for does for little kids uh pixar also is is coming out with Lightyear, uh, which is going to be an origin film starring chris evans on buzz Lightyear. And even though people are thinking like, oh, well, what about the Lightyear series from Disney? I don't know how they're going to incorporate that. Maybe it's going to be more about the origin that we see in Toy Story 2 when you find out that uh, Zer so, is his father. So this is this is the character that that toy is based on. It's not actually set in the Toy Story universe. OK, so it's going to be based off the first Buzz Lightyear or the first yes. Lightyear. Not yeah, so it, it's it's based off or the the show is what Buzz Lightyear the toy is based off of. Is, so it's it's establishing who the who the character was originally. Is it a show or is it a movie? Show. Great. Okay, this is why I have you here. Uh, <laughs> Moana and Tiana will star in their own musical comedy Disney Plus shows. Moana obviously being from the movie Moana. Tiana being from the movie Princess and the Frog. So they are getting their own musical comedies. That is cool. Diary of a Wimpy Kid animated movie is coming out. John Mulaney and Andy Samberg are going to be in a new Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, some announcements from the investor call like Pinocchio and Peter Pan, the remakes, the live action remakes, they will not be getting a theatrical release, but they will still be coming to Disney+. Plus. The Alien series, there's an Alien series in development that's going to FX and Hulu, 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 and will have the Fargo showrunner creator, which is rather huge because fargo is yep. a fantastic show uh ryan the last dragon will release on disney plus alongside its theatrical release so i think that comes out Rye comes out in like uh march so along with the theatrical release it'll also get disney plus release yay yeah this is the first marvel movie having that simultaneous release like uh warner brothers is doing it you mean disney movie sorry yes disney movie <laughs> He said Marvel. I was like, huh. It's all the same. Print. Rise in Marvel. Disney owns everything. Uh, Sister Act 3 was announced with Whoopi Goldberg. So she's getting her return in there. Cool. Uh, obviously, there's a lot more stuff, but we can't get to it. John, you've got one thing on here. What is that? Uh, there is a Baymax series that is going to come out on Disney+. And honestly, man, like I feel like the majority of these shows are things that people have been asking for for years. Like when Big Hero 6 came out, we all wanted a series based on that we wanted sequels we wanted to be more in that universe um cars i think is another big big one that a lot of people have been asking for um <laughs> I, i've even seen people asking about um doug the the dog from up God. and so it, it feels like they have just been collecting and i'm going to say this more as we go on throughout the rest of this but like they've just been collecting these ideas and planning in the shadows and now they're just dumping everything out for people to kind of like end 2020 on a brighter note yeah and this is just one third of what i have written down for the disney investor call and we're going to just talk about this little section right now and go into the next but uh from this small list of announcements that i have here the disney plus price hike is the one that catches my eye because 
we've talked about it before that Disney Plus being five ninety nine was the most economical, best choice streaming service to have right now. Uh, at least in my eyes, because you're getting Star Wars, you're getting Marvel. It's only five ninety nine. They got a bunch of kids shows. If you got kids, it's the no brainer. Uh, you can't, you know, when it comes to Netflix or other and Amazon, it costs more. Although Amazon is package which was the thing so maybe you could say amazon is the best package but when you talk about streaming by itself uh i would say disney plus is the winner uh because amazon amazon doesn't have a full super full catalog yet um neither does disney but the two dollar price hike makes sense to me with what they're gonna be putting out with all the stuff that they have here so i totally understand it i think that's super interesting and i love how this bit of news is being drowned out by everything else yeah and like when when disney plus came out originally and it was so cheap i think a lot of people expected there to be an eventual price hike um because they didn't have an enormous library of new content when they first started um i mean there was like the jeff goldblum show that they really promoted and uh net geo yeah yeah and it was more about centralizing all of their content rather than establishing a vast library right off the bat. So now that they're finally able to put all this new content out so consistently, um, because this is happening within the next just couple years. So this is like dozens and dozens of things that will be happening in the next 24 months. Um, Then yeah, like having a price hike to then reflect the library that they're expecting, that makes sense. Um, So we now we're going to be paying for what we're getting. Um, which I'm, I'm fine with. I like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want a a $2 price hike if Disney plus only put out three new shows in the next two years. Um, but the fact that there's so much stuff to be watching, um, that I think that justifies it. Yeah, totally. Is there anything else on this list that you find rather, uh, kind of enlightening? Um, I, I mean, there's just so much that I didn't anticipate. Um, the Pinocchio uh, and Peter Pan, live action will not release in theaters definitely caught also caught my eyes being like yeah if you're gonna do remakes and do theatrical releases they better be really really good uh, yeah because mulan kind of uh, you know disney has said it was successful but i think a lot of people who have seen it and it's now on disney plus i should give it a watch uh maybe tonight i will but i'll like from most podcasts that i listen to and and them asking other people the the comments on Mulan is that it wasn't good. It wasn't better than the la- than the original, for sure. Yeah, it, I think they tried to go on a too much of a different story uh, while also still hanging on to the nostalgia of the original movie, and it just failed. Um, so I, I'm fine with that. I mean, if you're going to do remakes and you're just going to put it straight to streaming, then just include it in the price that I'm already paying. And if I want it, I'll check it out. If not, I can just ignore it like I probably will. So I mean, that... That makes sense, and I'm I'm glad that's what they're doing. Yeah, going on to the to the bigger stuff that you and I relate to, because this is where we're mostly spending our time on Disney. Let's talk about Marvel from yesterday. And there's once again, fill me in on the holes in this list that I have here, John. Uh, so the Marvel stuff was fantastic, uh, as usual. Marvel has been the flagship of all the disney stuff that's been happening in the past decade so of course they were going to come out swinging and we got a trailer for the what if series which 
that animated series that it's a what if of what uh of the events of the mcu if things were different looked fantastic the art style got me insane love it uh more news john watts uh, will be who directed Homecoming and Far From Home is going to be the di- director for the new Fantastic Forum film. That's cool. <laughs> Disney that, Plus. Yeah, that's a good reaction. That's yeah, cool. That's cool. You know, um, yeah, that Fantastic Four definitely needs a facelift, and hopefully, John Watts is up to the task. Uh, we got some new Disney Plus shows like Secret Invasion, which is going to focus on Nick Fury and the scrolls and the secret invasion of earth and the whole and you know sword organization which in the comics is huge so we're getting that on a series which is gonna be great we're gonna get Ironheart, which is about uh the someone who builds uh, i forget the character's name yeah so it's riri williams uh it's an mit grad that um basically took over the mantle or kind of like took over the spiritual mantle for iron man mm-hmm. um and and so it makes sense they're introducing her after this point when iron when tony stark has already made a speech at mit um he's already made that impression on her which she's probably in that audience and it's going to be about her kind of becoming the new younger version of iron man sort of yeah and iron iron heart uh iron heart was part of the i, I believe iron heart she hulk and uh miss marvel were part of like the new initiatives by marvel when the comics that they came out with a few years ago to introduce more introduce more diverse cast uh for its comics and that'll be a series i watch uh it's so i'm really great it's gonna be cool to see an african-american woman come on the scene and be kind of like the kind of like the, the, a genius in this and the new iron man essentially especially she's supposed to be the new iron man uh yeah because in the it. comics she is she's smarter than tony um it, it basically like like tony like creating a, a suit of armor with a box of scraps in a cave is essentially what she does in her garage um so it's yeah it, they're really pushing the younger heroes for this next phase um I, like they're I, there's no way they're not heading towards a younger avengers uh movie team up at some point but i'm sorry keep going Uh, that's okay uh we're here to interrupt armor wars which is gonna have uh which is gonna be about how iron man tech falls into the raw into the wrong hands and it's gonna star don Cheadle again as war machine in his fight to against that evil we're also getting an i am groot series about little baby groot which is cool for the kids uh, and we're getting another Guardians of the Galaxy show, but it's a holiday special, which will come out uh, the Christmas or the holiday before the movie releases. The next Guardians of the Galaxy releases. And James Gunn will be directing the holiday special, which is cool. They're going to be filming the holiday special and the movie at the same time. Uh, Chadwick Boseman had a tribute, and we got... We got basically the assurance that we did that we got like a a month ago or a few weeks ago that uh, they will not recast the Black Panther. Uh, Chadwick Boseman will remain as the as the Black Panther, but there still will be a Black Panther, too, which is great. Well, they're not recasting T'Challa. They are having a new Black Panther as the mantle, but not the character that he played being recast. Yes. Thank you for fixing my dumb stupid words <laughs> we're getting a loki trailer and i watched it john this was 
awesome. That is so good. Oh my gosh. It was so weird. And I had to look up what does it mean? And we're get, and obviously it's weird because one of the writers for the show, Michael Waldron, who writes for Rick and Morty, Morty mm-hmm. and it involves the TVA from the comics, which is uh, the Time Variance Authority, which has to do yes. with like time cops, basically, for the comic cinematic universe. And considering that Rick and Morty takes place in going into different dimensions, and one of the writers for Rick and Morty is going to be on this, this it's a match made in heaven and getting to see Owen Wilson in a trailer was hilarious. So yeah, great, great stuff. Uh, Falcon and the winter soldier trailer dropped. That looked very cool. It looked a lot better than I thought it was going to be. We got a really great action sequence from the Falcon going through a Canyon. Really great stuff. Please check it out. We got the second trailer for WandaVision also known as the final trailer for wandavision that is going to start soon after the mandalorian series uh in january 15th right yeah yeah so we got we got another look at that hawkeye series confirmed to have Haley steinfeld as uh john go ahead kate bishop yeah there we go kate bishop thank you (laughs) hawkeye series with uh steinfeld as kate bishop and the return of jeremy renner which I know that in an earlier episode of this podcast, we talked about how we're going to be very interested to see how Disney navigates his past, but uh, I did not do my due diligence to see if anything from the court uh, implicates him or exonerates him. So, yeah, I guess we're going full steam ahead with Jeremy Renner. Maybe he, maybe he's not a bad guy. Maybe he's a bad guy. I don't know. So, uh, here we go full steam. You know, yeah, Disney trusts yeah. him. Okay. That's all we have to say about that. That's all we have to say about that. Let's just continue because I don't think anyone else online questioned it. Uh, I'm sure they will. Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, 3 got a name. Quantum Mania was announced. And uh, Peyton Reed will be coming back again to direct another Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is fantastic. Miss Marvel series got a teaser trailer and it will be live action. So that is very cool. Uh, Moon Knight was also announced, which will be a Disney Plus series, and they announced some of the showrunners for it uh, and how it's going to be uh, focused on diversity, as well as Miss Marvel. Uh, but I know there's more stuff. John, is there anything you want to add to this recap list? Well, so the fact that Moon Knight is going to be... St- uh, Oscar Isaac is going to star as Moon Knight. Hell um, yeah. That's a huge name. Um they didn't even get into we didn't even get into uh for thor four more thor uh christian bale has been confirmed to be gore the god butcher which is something that we theorized way back when when this is first announced as with him as a villain um i I, okay so i was on twitter and just kind of keeping an eye on all these news stories coming through about this investors meeting and i think with just the few trailers and announcements of the shows that we already knew about, I was super hyped as it was. And then they come out with all this new information, like John Watts is actually doing a Fantastic Four film. And then all of the dozen new shows that they've come out with, it just kept coming and kept coming. And it just didn't... <laughs> it it felt like it was bigger than Comic-Con, to be honest. Like, this is just... I think with everything going on in the world... They needed to do this at the investors meeting to show the world and their investors uh, that 
they have plenty of stuff to do they have i mean the crazy thing is like all of these things are already in production so the casting is already done they're already scouting uh locations or they're getting ready for all of this stuff um it's already been in the works for so long and we're just now finding out about it um but basically every month there will be a new disney plus show or movie coming out for the for the foreseeable future yeah it's crazy because we're gonna get wandavision at the start of the year then we're gonna roll into loki then we're gonna no, ro- uh winter falcon and the winter soldier and then loki okay falcon and the winter soldier then loki at the same time we're gonna get black widow in between that slot uh, i think between loki and falcon and the winter soldier uh black widow comes out i think after falcon and the winter soldier may yes in may yeah so there's so much stuff to go here and so this is just incredible the hawkeye series comes out i forget 2020 probably probably like the end of next year if yeah they're starting now and then miss marvel's also starting to film moonlight's gonna start here soon then they have the rest of the half dozen shows that we just talked about yeah plus the what if series the what if series is also gonna be crazy well but going through this recap for me the thing that's got me most excited is secret invasion secret invasion that disney plus show has got my eye for sure and i know we got to see the trailers for loki and falcon the winter soldier which i'm not i'm not denying those are great uh i'm excited for those as well but right now secret invasion and i would say what if the what if series for the mcu are my top two like those the 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 expansion of the lore the expansion of the teases that we got that's the big thing is the teases that we got in the mcu when it comes to secret invasion uh captain marvel that was a huge drop at the end of it with the scrolls so i'm very excited for them to go into one of the best comic runs in marvel yeah, and it is going to be a little different just because the MCU has established Skrulls as more of a friendly uh, uh, species, I think, so far. And there may be sleeper cells of Skrulls that aren't friendly, um, but who knows? So, yeah, definitely a lot in store for there. I think if I had to pick a top two, it would have to be the Fantastic Four film and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, I think John Watts is an incredible director who did a great job with Spider-Man. Uh, in giving it a new, fresh, MCU-friendly tone with incredible writing. Um, he did the characters justice. He he nodded to the past while also establishing this as a new, unique version of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can do the same thing with Fantastic Four of establishing what these characters are and who they are um, while honoring the past but also establishing a new version of the characters... Um, I, I think that's going to be great. And Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, for one thing, is a ridiculous name. But it's... It works. Kang the Con- <laughs> it does. Um, Kang the Conqueror is going to be the major villain. And I think they've been, they're have been they going to be setting him up as the next Thanos. And th- his his type of character relates to the, um, relates to the Fantastic Four and... Um, loki the loki series with all of the time hopping that he's doing um the doctor strange multiverse so it's all tying back to this one villain that is is being introduced in maybe one of the lighter mcu films um but i think has some of the most like insane implications long term and 
I think they did a, I think they did a good job with Ant-Man and the Wasp. So if they can continue to build on that for this third one, um, uh, it's just going to be insane. Yeah, I imagine with all this multiverse and time hopping stuff, you, like you said, Kang the Conqueror comes into play. And then sure, at the end of this uh, saga for Marvel, because we had the first, the Infinity Saga, I'm sure at the end of this kind of multiverse saga, we do get Galactus with Kang. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, and then on to the final third of the Disney Investor Call, which I think was not the final. I think it was in the middle. I don't know. But Star Wars and Lucasfilm. Oh, my God. Because, John, we are both Star Wars homers here. And uh, this was this was Christmas for Star Wars. This was this is what Kathleen Kennedy needed. And if this comes out successful, then she deserves to be praised because this is fantastic. What we got here for Star Wars and Lucasfilm is I think universally what fans are ex- are excited for things that we don't know about things that maybe we're not hyped for but given how the Mandalorian has been handled this should get everyone very very excited uh, so we're gonna go through everything here Ahsoka Tano and Rangers of the New Republic series will were announced and they will go alongside the Mandalorian in its chronological setting this is huge uh, so Ahsoka Tano gets their own series. Uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau again teaming up. Same thing for Rangers of the New Republic, which obviously they're going to be following those those space pilots and whatever they're involved with, and they're going to come together with the Mandalorian series at some point for a huge dramatic ending. So a lot of people going crazy for that. We got a first look. Uh, teaser trailer for the Cassian Andor series, which is going to come out in 2023. That was, or 2022. 2023. I'm going to say 2022. Sure. Sure. Whatever. But yeah, we got a first look at that, which is pretty dope. Diego Luna got his haircut, which makes him look younger, which is what the show is going to have because, spoiler alert, he dies at the end of Rogue One. Oh no! <laughs> Lando Calrissian show announced. Uh, the showrunner show is Justin Simeon, who is the producer of Dear White People and the up-and-coming Bad Hair. Then that will be interesting. They did not announce cast, so uh, we don't know if uh, there's going to be a, a VO done by uh, uh, Billy D. Billy Williams, D. Williams. Uh, or we don't know if they're going to cast uh, Donald Glover. So. We don't know the casting and crew, just that the showrunner has been chosen, which I think is good showrunner. <laughs> the Bad Batch series was announced with a trailer after uh, after a great debut in Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7 from earlier this year in February. This was the best trailer that I saw as far as make and quality, and I was very surprised because after my conversations with other people, the Bad Batch, uh, the Bad Batch was a good start to Season 7, Obviously, some people thought it was better than others. I was on the side that it was better than what others were saying. And to see what they have built with that, I am so excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it was obviously going to be a backdoor pilot from Star Wars or Clone Wars Season 7. I think anybody that saw that show realized that like they weren't done with, that, with those characters at that point. Um, 
but they it was fun to watch it was great great cast um really interesting to see stormtroopers in a new light like that and i it like you said like the trailer looks incredible it looks like it's gonna be a great show and i i think what people were saying is that fennec shand is in the trailer and i would agree very cool stuff Lucasfilm and ILM are collabing on a droid story, which will be a story about a droid that is accompanied by C-3PO and R2-D2 on a bunch of adventures. So there's that. I'm curious how ILM, how, what the, with ILM being attached to it, how spectacular this is going to look. I think that's going to be cool. Uh, the High Republic era is getting a show called The Acolyte, a mystery thriller set over 100 years BBY with a focus on dark side powers and shadowy secrets. I know that Twitter and online people are speculating Darth Plagueis, which would be hella cool. And then the Dark Plagueis, the wise memes would explode. And uh, buy, buy, buy those, those, those memes. That, in the meme market, that's what you want to buy those. <laughs> Speaking of memes, Hayden Christensen will reprise his role as Darth Vader in the new Kenobi series, which has now been re- announced as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Patty Jenkins also announced to be directing a new Star Wars film, Rogue Squadron. Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. With, mm. And they they dropped a very, very... They dropped an announcement trailer. You get no idea of what the plot's going to be or anything like that, but we do know that it will take place probably after the Death Star blew up because you see the X-Wing in the trailer is like Poe Dameron, so we're talking about New Republic stuff. Speculation, of course. Star Wars Visions, a series of 10 animated short films through the lens of several highly acclaimed Japanese anime studios. That is going to be very different, and uh, I'm I really want to see that as well because I am I grew up somewhat a weeb so let's bring it on baby weeb style <laughs> Harrison Ford returns for a new Indiana Jones and the not it's not a showrunner but the the person who's making this movie I I'm so excited James Mangold yep. in charge of this is gonna be so freaking dope James Mangold uh who directed Ford versus Ferrari, which is one of my favorite movies from last year. Yes. Uh, also coming to Disney plus Willow. Uh, it'll be a series, uh, but it's set decades after Ron Howard's original movie and will star Warwick Davis and, uh, John Chu is to direct the pilot. So we'll see how that goes. I did not see Willow. So I'll maybe check that out. I don't know. It's a big deep cut for any kind of like, just, sci-fi fantasy nerd um i hadn't really known a lot about it until uh, a call for a sequel or a reboot started happening around the internet and like they have some very dedicated fans for willow yeah a bunch of british people because of warwick davis right right sure sure well that's what we're speculating here uh taika watiti movie is in development basis what kathleen kennedy said and you got a little graphic of what Star Wars looked like, like the Star Wars logo in the Taika Waititi style. And uh, Kathleen Kennedy was right. It's going to be weird. Uh, but she she was saying uh, it'll be a good movie. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, on Twitter, Star Wars tweeted out uh, the announcement. Yeah, Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie, which probably won't start filming until what 2024 and probably a release for really late uh but i think taika watiti retweeted 
the Star Wars Twitter and said, uh, for, I, I hope as a huge Star Wars fan, I hope I don't screw this up or something along <laughs> those lines, which was kind of funny because that's Taika Waititi's uh, type of humor. And then we had an announcement that Star Wars is working on uh, the working to produce for the story series uh, of Blood and Bones uh, with what was a book collaboration. So we'll see what they do with that. Uh, and yeah, uh, from all of those Star Wars announcements, I know it was a lot. John, what are your what are your what were your thoughts when you read the the announcement that I sent to you yesterday? Oh my gosh! I mean, look, we we've known that a lot of these things were going to happen. Um, we've known about the casting Andor series for a while. It's been in development for like a year or two now. Um, pretty much right after Rogue One, they wanted to do a, a series about him. Um, as soon as they cast Rosario Dawson, we knew that there was going to be an Ahsoka Tano series because you don't get a, an actor like that and not do something long-term with them. Um, we uh, we knew that the Bad Batch series was coming. We knew about Obi-Wan. We didn't know about Darth Vader, though. Um, and w- what's interesting to me about that, about having and confirming Hayden Christen- Christensen as Darth Vader... Uh, for the series is that it's going to be a really interesting dynamic because Darth Vader isn't supposed to know where Obi-Wan is. He's not supposed to know where his kids are or where Luke and Leia are. Um, So they're going to have to find some way to either explain how Obi-Wan left uh, the planet for X amount of time, or they're going to have to find some way to explain why Darth Vader would have gone to Tatooine and known about them. Um, and, I mean, to have Hayden Christensen come back at all after everything that he's been through, um, I, he would have had to have had a lot of, um, probably a lot of money thrown his way to come back to this. Or or he believes in the story so much that he, he knew, knows that it's going to somehow, um, I don't know, like re, retool our perspective of him as an actor and his portrayal of Darth Vader. Well, so the fan base loves him now. That's just, that's just, that's not speculation. That is a fact now. The fandom has turned our corner on Hayden Christensen. They love him now. There's so many memes about it. Uh, really, Reddit saved Hayden Christensen in a, in a way in Star Wars. Reddit has definitely saved Hayden Christensen. But from me, like when, when you were asking those questions about, you know, what is the series going to be uh, in Legends? Uh, the whole thing is that Darth Vader, uh, between the time of uh, Order 66 and A New Hope, he is hunting down Obi-Wan Kenobi because you know he's he's alive, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so the, there is a Legends comics about him hunting down, going like l- trying to follow his traces to get to Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, uh, but what we know is that in A New Hope, you know, they referred to their last encounter, which was on Mustafar. That can change with the series. Maybe they do have an encounter because the series is supposed to take place 10 years after Order 66. So Luke is 10 years old at this point. Uh, but, you know, I believe that instead of and they've teased like they're going to have another confrontation. I think they teased it on Twitter. I personally think that we're not we're going to get not a full-blown confrontation but we're going to get like a red october kind of uh cat and mouse chase 
So, yeah, that's what. Well, that's what I'm. Then my foreseeing. other question. Uh, my other question for you is: Are we going to see a live action Inquisitors? Yes. Ooh. I, 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 that, I, that's what I think. That's what I'm speculating is going to happen because at this point we have the Star Wars series Rebels going on. So yeah, we should have, we should have Inquisitors. Inquisitors are a thing. Inquisitors are a thing in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which takes place five years before this series takes place. So of course they're going to be Inquisitors. Which yeah, keep on building that that hype up for Inquisitors. It's great. Uh, but I guess the big question, like, you know, I asked you what your initial thoughts were and I'm going to give you mine because I, I think that with everything that was announced, um, the thing that stood out to me, even though it's not my most exciting announcement for this, it's still exciting. But when they said that the Ahsoka Tano series will be in going on alongside the Mandalorian, along with Rangers of the uh, new republic and that they will all end together in a huge uh crucial event made me feel very like I, i'm not bad choice of words i'm saying like it made me feel good no it made me feel overwhelmed uh to think that i finally know what it feels like to be a hardcore marvel fan when they were coming out with Infinity War and Endgame. And I love those movies. But I would never read Marvel comics. I just thought this was nerd stuff. It's great. I love nerd stuff. I'm following their superheroes. The movies are fantastic. The stories are well put together. Kevin Feige is a mad scientist genius. And Endgame is fantastic. I cannot imagine. Because I can't until. I could not imagine until right now what it felt like to be a Marvel fan from the 90s, reading all of these comic books and eventually getting to the point where you're seeing the big screen of of this insane collaboration. And I'm finally getting that as a Star Wars fan. Uh, and I'm just overjoyed. I, 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 I'm so excited. Yeah, it, it's amazing what happens when you go into a series with a plan and an endgame and you <laughs> announce what the arc could look like um just with like loose information we don't know how they're going to interweave and uh what's going to happen with it but we know that there is a plan and i think that's that's what star wars has been severely lacking uh the majority of this time is is that kathleen kennedy hasn't really shown that they've been thinking long term they've just been thinking movie to movie um so i I mean, I'm glad that they're at least going to tie in the series together. I was worried that they were just going to have like a backdoor pilot for the Ahsoka series and that it was going to go off and do its own thing. Um, but to have the universe be connected, um, it, it, and it's so nice to focus on things besides just the Skywalker saga. Um, so I don't know how to feel about the Rangers of the New Republic yet because I really don't want Cara Dune to be in it because I feel like she's just a very flat character that doesn't have any emotion. God, everyone um, just hating on Cara Dune. Oh, every day. Um, I know. It's like seriously, people are hating on her. I I like Cara Dune. I don't, I don't like. Maybe that's you know what. No, I'm gonna stop right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just yeah, I, so we're gonna agree to disagree on that. <laughs> um, but I it's it's just nice to see star wars get the mcu treatment 
Yeah, it is. Well, I will admit, like, I think the Cara Dune is more of a, you know, like, oh, we want you to be like this. I think I think she could do more if she wanted to. I don't necessarily uh, like it's the I think it's the Hayden Christensen problem where people are like, God, he's so terrible at acting. And like, yeah, but George Lucas doesn't give you a lot to act with. You know, he's kind of like, all right, first take. Here we go. All right. It's good. Uh, so even though we're dealing with like world class directors and stuff, I don't know. Maybe it's a Filoni. It's a Filoni thing. But I, I, you know, I, I think we could get more from the character. And we did. We I remember criticizing her on the the Grief Karga episode where they're on Navarro. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I just want a little bit more from you. But she had some good action sequences. We'll see. But for me, the best announcement from all of this, hands down, the Rogue Squadron announcement with Patty Jenkins. And I know that doesn't sound like something that I would be going insane about, John. And I'm going to ask you what yours is. But when Patty Jenkins did the teaser and she's talking about my father was a fighter pilot and I looked for a movie. I looked for a movie, the right plot, and I couldn't find it until now. And it's not like I imagine it's Patty Jenkins like, hey, I want to do this movie. And she's talked to like, uh, what is it? She talked to like, hey, I hear you're doing a reboot of uh, Top Gun. And they're like, yeah, you're not going to do it. And I'm sure I'm totally speculating here, but I'm sure Patty Jenkins wanted to do that movie. It didn't happen. And she's like, well, fuck you. And it was like Star Wars. So (laughs) I I love the X-Wings. Like I used to draw I like as a kid in elementary school my my best friend and I at the time would have booklets uh that of pieces of paper and we would draw like comic strips uh of space battles so and very poorly drawn cuz we're you know in elementary school but we would draw like uh battles recreating like Hoth or or space battle, you'd see like a superstar destroyer, you'd see the Death Star, you see the Mon Calo ships, you see a Nebula Mon, B frigate, A wings, B wings, uh, X wings, and we would just draw it for fun. And, you know, I, we got bullied for it, but, you know, we, we just loved what, the space battles. And, you know, we got the Rogue Squadron game that came out uh, this, this year, and they dropped a DLC today, which I'm going to download, but. this is this is what i've always wanted is to see a movie that's like top gun star wars so i and with patty jenkins at the helm who's a proven director academy like she's gotten uh she's not an academy award winner but she's gotten people academy awards uh like charlie's theron and i Wonder Woman is fantastic. It's the best DC movie, in my opinion, directed by Patty Jenkins. She's doing another Wonder Woman 1984. I this this is I think this is the best director that they've chosen for any Star Wars property to date. I think it's better than Taika. I think it's better than John Favreau. Patty Jenkins all the way. Man, those are some strong words there, Chris. Has she made anything bad? Uh, I don't know of anything besides Wonder Woman. So was Wonder Woman good? Yeah, it is good. Yeah, the Monster is also a very good movie. But, okay. Yeah, it's well, Monsters. Yeah, you you have to watch it. That's it's pretty wild. You better be in a mood. <laughs> yeah, man. I I definitely am looking forward to that for sure. What's the best um, thing to you on this list? 
definitely the acolyte um because we we haven't ever really gotten a story that focuses just on the dark side um and the characters and the lore surrounding that um especially something this far set in the past and there's there's such a rich history that they can get into that i hope that they do um so for them to come out with this show it's there's so much potential i mean this is like okay this is like doing a game of thrones prequel where we know where the story is going we know how it's going to end but we don't know a lot about especially in disney canon um because since legends isn't really a thing much anymore Mm -hmm. um we we don't know a lot about uh darth plagueis um especially for this to be set 100 years bby like you said that's ripe for darth plagueis um and even uh darth sidious to a degree depending on uh how old he actually ends up being if he's mastered the power of death um so maybe he doesn't age like a normal person but there's there's just so much to pick from and for it to be a mystery thriller um and to have that new genre like we've talked about on the the mandalorian reviews that we do about how like i've at least i've said that how much i love the the thriller aspect of 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 the genre that they've introduced in some of the episodes and that star wars is ripe for that type of thing um so this this is right up my alley man i am so excited about that show yeah the acolyte also also is we need we need more dark side stuff we need definitely more dark side we need more baddies that's that's that hypes up that's how you get things like the 501st which is an inter which is an international more national thing but it's an international group of star wars nerds who have like authentic like stormtrooper uh uh costumes and sith costumes and what they do is they do charity events or all across the united states really cool stuff well yeah and then when the mandalorian was filming a lot of their scenes with uh, a lot of of stormtroopers they called on the actual 501st to be extras because they all had the uniforms already it's and the so costumes. cool yeah it's it's and it's such an incredible community um and you're right like this is this is so much of the star wars fandom's chance to have what us marvel fans had and it makes me happy knowing that you guys are going to get the same same deal that we had yeah this is this uh and and i i didn't say it in in this recap but i had just recently finished star wars rebels and uh i remembered uh texting uh a friend and texting you and saying this is the best star wars that star wars has ever star wars like this <laughs> star wars rebels captured the original trilogy dynamic it captured the the group essence you know and it, it was just the end of it you know the ride is pretty good but the ending for me with ezra bridger was what i felt like with luke skywalker at the end of return of the jedi not the sequels we don't talk about those on this show but um it, it, it recaptured why i love return of the jedi why return of the jedi is my favorite movie even though a lot of people say empire strikes back is a better movie and i agree empire strikes back is a better movie but my favorite movie is return of the jedi and i felt all of that watching this show and man to see that we're probably gonna head towards that ending with with the ahsoka tano 
series, Rangers of the New Republic, Mandalorian. Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's just, between all three of these major uh, categories here, there's just so much to be excited about. And, I mean, is there, out of all three of these, what's what's the main thing that you're looking forward to? Uh, of these shows? Of any of the new content they've announced between Star Wars, Pixar, or Marvel. Oh, God, it has to be Star Wars. It, 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 for it, Hands down, Star Wars. Like, Marvel is really cool. I really, really like the Secret Invasion what-if stuff coming from Marvel. The Pixar and Disney stuff, I'm not... Uh, the general stuff that they have here. I think Ryan the Last Dragon with uh, Kelly Marie Tran as the as the protagonist, like she does VO for that character. I think that's super cool, but looking at everything else, like, you know, Lightyear, Doug Day's Cars, Win or Lose, the, even the Lin-Manuel Miranda and Kanto, like, I'm just, you know, it's cool, but I'm not going out of my way for that stuff, except for maybe Raya, but hands down. The announcements here is that Marvel has proven themselves and they've got a track record. Disney, with its normal stuff, has got a great track record, except for the remakes. But, you know, they made some announcements to kind of hopefully put it in the right direction. Star Wars sequels have been going in. The Star Wars sequels was not handled well. And the fandom has needed stuff to come together. And Mandalorian, the Mandalorian did that. Rebels, even though a lot of people haven't seen it in the fandom like even Star Wars Theory, which is the biggest Star Wars YouTuber on that platform, uh, content creator, he has not seen Rebels. And it's of word of mouth. It took a lot of people on the internet and even one of my close friends to be like, hey, please check out Rebels for me to finally do it. And I was pleasantly surprised and I will now become a Rebels homer and tell people to go watch it. Everything that they announced yesterday is what we needed from the beginning and i'm glad we're finally getting it and i gotta say if this works out really really well us as a fan base have to give credit where credit is due and give it all to dave filoni no i'm kidding that's what i'm saying we have to we have to give the credit to kathleen kennedy for fixing the mistakes and that should be her legacy that that if this stuff really is successful and all this hype and everything this is basically the christmas drop for all star wars fans that we have to we we should give her the credit like the, everything that's announced is insanely good here that did you watch the bad batch trailer john uh i think like the first half of it you but finished, it, it looks incredible it, you finished the whole thing because the Bad Batch as an animated series is like some serious soldier war type of stuff put in an animated Star Wars show. And I need that in my life. Like, I, it, it's going to be different because you're not going to have Jedi in this. It's going to be just soldiers. It's another. It's going to be another Mandalorian situation. It's like, it's not about Jedi. It's about war. And mm-hmm. that's so... Uh, yes, give me more, baby. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about Kathleen? Star Wars. What do you think about Kathleen and all this stuff? I mean, <sighs> or are you more focused on Marvel? Oh, I'm 100% more focused on Marvel. But I mean, if if she 
had an epiphany and was the one behind the creative decisions for for these projects for Star Wars, cool. Go for it. I personally, I'm still kind of on this on the side of letting her contract run out and then not not renewing it um, just because of what's come before. Uh, and I, I think the majority of the content creators now are not people associated with old Star Wars, um, besides Filoni and Favreau. Uh, but you just have a lot of fresh blood coming in, creating these new um, genre pieces. And um, I, I think it's time for a change of the guard. And I think we need to let some fresh blood in there. Um, but no, I'm uh, 100% on for all this Marvel stuff. Um, I I remember reading everything as it was coming out, and then when I got done seeing it all at like 10 o'clock at night last night, I came in and was trying to tell Jill about everything and just like trying to put into words how excited I am about all of this stuff and what it all means and the future of Marvel. And it like, it was just, I, I couldn't do it justice. Um, but there's just so much potential. And the fact that like we're fangirling over all of this stuff that's coming out like for the next few years um it, it's just insane that all of this stuff is in the pipeline and uh i don't know of many actors i think i could probably count on one hand the amount of actors and actresses that are that work in hollywood that are not connected with with disney to some degree at this point yeah i didn't even know kurt russell was a child star for disney i didn't know that until like oh my gosh until like the guardians of the galaxy 2 and it's like oh wow they got kurt russell and then it's like you go into his past you're like oh he has ties with disney holy cow like you don't, you just don't know that stuff it's just everyone's involved with disney at this time with marvel i just it's so great you, you know if you want to get your wife to relate to us just go go to her and be like do you know when women and like mostly teenage girls went crazy for nick carter and backstreet boys and then they discovered he had a brother, Aaron Carter. That's what we're going through. <laughs> that's that's what we're going through. Yeah. That's yeah, a deep can, cut for that. all the teenage girls out there. <laughs> Actually, no, they're not teenage anymore. It's all the girls who are in their uh, late 20s and early 30s. If you can remember Nick Cannon, or not Nick Cannon, Nick Carter <laughs> and Aaron Carter. Nick Cannon, he has his own controversies going on. Oh, that's a person. Yeah, Drumline was a really good movie. Great movie. That's, that's the one great thing that he's done. That's not true. That's not true. He's done good stuff. He's done other good stuff. He just, he kind of he kind of hit a tree branch. Yeah. 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 And, and I think we're going to end it on a good note. A lot of great stuff from the Disney Investor meeting. Uh, the HBO Max. I'm going to have to get HBO Max for a little bit next year, but that's okay. John, are you getting HBO Max? Yes. Um, are you going to keep it else, or are you going to do the, the a la carte like me? I'll probably just a la carte. Like, yeah. I just, I want to watch Godzilla vs. Kong. I want to see the Suicide Squad, Dune, The Matrix 4, and Mortal Kombat, and then I'll be done. Actually, that's the difference between you and me because I've had Disney Plus this whole year. You have not. You were doing the a la carte Disney Plus. Are you going to be keeping Disney Plus now? Oh, yeah. At this point, yeah, because they're about to start my Marvel shows. And then they're not going to stop until I'm 100 years old. So, I, yeah, Disney has all my money now. Yeah, the same. You know, now we just got to go to Disney World. <laughs> Whenever. Yeah. 
three years from now. It's just going to be you and me. Your wife can't come because she doesn't know anything about Disney. Yep. That's just, that's, I'm so sorry, Jill, because you're going to listen to this on your car ride. And, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to plan this trip out secretly. We're going to throw it in your face. So, (laughs) yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening. And I know it's been long overdue. Please, please just give it a listen. You know, uh, we're going to have Mandalorian recap of everything. We're going to be recapping. We've missed a lot. Uh, Ahsoka the and a lot of other stuff so we're just gonna do what is it five six seven we got a review yeah yes so we're gonna be reviewing those check out check those out uh and uh john will be in the driver's seat next week as uh we prepare for getting deeper in the holiday season Woo, woo! all right thanks guys we'll see you next time bye bye, bye.